You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, 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 or should I say, hello there, hello there, hello there, Brayden Harrington with Davey Portman for Up Next, usually we're here to talk about NXT because we're your NXT friends, friends, friends. but that's not why we're here, uh, we're here because we're huge nerds and we watch wrestling, but other things we watch here in the BDE, the Brayden David Estate, is Star Wars. And we've watched a lot of Star Wars. We've watched a lot of Star Wars recently. Yes. We've been going through The Mandalorian. We've gone through all the the prequels. Yes, if you're new to this podcast, uh, go through your podcast app, wherever you're listening to this on. Scroll all the way back. We did the prequels, baby. You made me watch those fucking movies. I did no such thing. And we did it for you. We did it for the people. Uh, we watched Star Wars, uh, all the prequels, and then we, in recent events, have created our own Patreon, patreon.com slash upnext. And we do all sorts of crazy movie reviews on there as well as wrestling reviews. And we did on there Solo, a Star Wars story, and just recently Rogue One, which then leads us into today's movie. Finally, we're out of the prequels. We're back to the OG, the way Star Wars should be. The OG trilogy. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. So we just did Rogue One last week, and yeah. I'm kind of really pleased we did it very close to this review. Yes, because it ties I think in. there's a lot. It it ties in really well, and there's a lot of payoffs in this film, which obviously when it was made had no intention of doing, but I, I think they actually fit together really nicely. So it was nice. Uh, not leaving too much time between these two yeah. reviews. So Star Wars uh, has gotten this like 
it always has a new life every few years mm. uh, in, in my history of being alive, in history of movies, really. It just keeps coming back. Uh, even now, again, with Disney+, Plus, The Mandalorian, which, again, you can hear our reviews. We're going to keep trying to do them as the episodes come out, even if we have to put them together. But we've done episode one, two, and three. Uh, two and three is one episode. Again, on this feed, wherever you're listening. Uh, and now Star Wars is so accessible to me. I can just watch. When I was a kid, I had the original trilogy on the VHS set. Yeah. The famous one with Vader on it. Had that. Uh, the original trilogy or the remastered? Trilogy? I think I had. I think I had the silver VHS set, and then I even had there was like a gold one too. That was okay. like a special one. Yeah, yeah, the remastered, yeah. obviously, probably. But I also watched this movie uh, so many times on TV, like TBS mm. or whoever it air. And we're talking about Episode Four, A New Hope. Yeah, which. Uh, retrospectively was not called that called that so yeah. yeah originally just star wars yes um but with the addition of all the others it's episode four a new hope from 1977 now do you know when you first saw this film probably when i was a baby i've, I've seen this movie so many times right um i saw it on the re-release in 1997 i did see uh, this in George Lucas did the the like re-release the all of the additions he made. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I went to see this with my dad and brother in 1997. I did see this in theaters. Released. Yeah. Um, and I remember it was like Star Wars crazy all over again. Um, the the prequels were not a thing yet. So it was just a, a remastered version of the films. But the thing I remember most was Walker's Crisps in the UK. Right. Uh, they're known as Lay's pretty much everywhere else in the world. Yeah. But Walker's Crisps uh, would do... These Tazos. Do you know what Tazos are? No. They're like discs similar to Pogs. Oh, yeah. They're like cardboard discs with pictures on. And you'd collect them. They'd be in the bottom of the crisp packet. Right. And uh, we had like this folder, this binder that you put it all... And it was the whole story of Star Wars, the right. original trilogy. And the pictures were made up by these Tazos. Wow. So... You'd wanted all of them. You wanted all of them. <laughs> so you'd be like, Mom, you need to buy more crisps. <laughs> So, and as soon as a new pack would come, I'd rip it open, see which ones I've got. Oh, I've already got that one. I've already got the Ewok. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I've still got that book somewhere back home. Collector's uh, item. Which possibly could be a collector's item. Well, I I know we talked about this when we did, uh, when we went all the way back to the first episode one. I talked about how, we talked a lot about Star Wars toys. Mm. Because we were both born, you know, we were 90s kids essentially. So we grew up with the prequels and stuff. But as well as the original series before the prequels were a thing. And I just remember the toys. For all the old trilogy, like I had Luke, I had Han, I had like all the, I never had the Millennium Falcon. Oh. But I had like everything else. Um, but I, I remember playing with Star Wars toys for since I since I was a baby. Like who know like stormtroopers, uh, every the little the lightsaber, like every little thing I had. There's uh, you saying about stormtroopers. There's yeah. a photo of me when Force Awakens came out. Okay, uh, the theater I worked at was screening it, and we hired a stormtrooper Whoa. costume. So as people were going in. Um, one of us would be in the costume and yeah. stand outside, like, the door, um, but pretending to be a statue, and people would be like, oh, cool, they've got a Stormtrooper mm, statue. Scare them. would scare them. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, the toys are a massive part of Star Wars. Yeah. And to this day. George Lucas had the foresight to take a lower salary for this film, but full merchandise rights, mm. um, which everyone thought he was crazy. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> Which even he he didn't he thought the film was going to flop, so he didn't even go to the premiere of this film. Instead, he went to Hawaii with his good mate Steven Spielberg, 
and they hashed out the idea for Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> while this premiere was going on. He's like, look, I don't know about this one, so let's do another yeah, one. <laughs> he did take a gamble on the on the merchandise wow. rights because I guess he saw something there. Even if the film does flop, maybe people would want these toys. And boy, did they ever. And boy, I did still, they want these toys. I still have, I have a, a, a Jabba. Yep. toy that I still have because anywhere I've lived except here actually it's in a box in my mom's storage and it's I put I would put it anywhere somewhere always somewhere in my house would be this Jabba the right. hut and people would be like why do you have Jabba <laughs> uh, yeah that's a smart thing from I mean yeah to this day I mean now he's like a what billion, billionaire yeah. uh, sold to Disney and that's how we watched it with Disney Plus Disney Plus and in the world of 2019 now with the Mandalorian I can't wait to get a baby Yoda Oh, yeah. The hot, they the said it's not going to be available till next year. <sighs> they missed out on Christmas. Yeah, they fucked up. Well, I mean, I guess you've got to start preparing, I think it's six months in advance yes. if you want merchandise And it made. would spoil. And it would spoil it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be the hot product next year. I think so. Uh, no Yoda in this movie, but that's okay, because that, we'll get there. We'll get there after we do this we'll one. We'll get there soon. So, this episode we're here to chat about today is the one that started it all. It is episode four, technically. I guess if you want to call it that. Star Wars, A New Hope. Um, now, I've seen this movie a million times, but we just watched it recently to get it fresh in our heads, and we're going to chat about it right now. Let's go into it. It starts off like every great Star Wars movie, The Crawl. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. It is episode four, A New Hope. It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, Rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star. Now, we just did Rogue One, so now this all makes sense. Yeah. Whoa, I know everything that's going on. Um, no mention of uh, Planet Killer. Planet Killer. That's the gangster street or name. Stardust. Or, Stardust. What was uh, it? Yeah. Uh, so Planet Killer is sick. There needs to be some like heavy metal or punk band called Planet Killer. Sounds great. Um, not to be confused with the Planet Smashers. Uh, armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom. To the galaxy, so Leia has the plans of this evil Death Star and how to get how to destroy it, but she's got to escape. Yeah, I I've seen this film a dozen times as well, but it's been a while since I last. Me watched too. It. Yeah, I was amazed how well this synced up to the end of Rogue One. Right. Um, right. Right away. And it definitely gives. Um, I feel it gives more stakes in this scene because you've just seen everyone die. Yeah. Try to stop this. Stop this. Yeah. And the the rebels have basically were were a pretty big army and are now down to just these few on this ship. And already we're seeing stormtroopers taking out more rebels. So yeah, we're whittling them down to just a handful of people left fighting the the good fight. Yeah, we've lost a lot of good men out there. Mm. Uh, so we see R two D two, we see C three PO, we see the iconic Star Wars opening here when the rebel fighters are shooting stormtroopers and the. The, f- the debut on screen here of Darth Vader. The breathing, the, the 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 outfit, the music, everything here. This is where you're like, whoa, this guy looks scary AF. I remember as a kid being scary moments in this movie when I was like a young child. Uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO are, are with Princess Leia because Leia has given her the message now. Uh, Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Um, so... 
the the droids are uh, escaping an escape pod to the uh, the not the island. Sorry, this is Star Wars. This is a planet of Tatooine, um, and Princess Leia is then kidnapped by Darth Vader and the Galactic Empire. But now the droids are on Tatooine. Uh, I love this opening from Star Wars. It's it basically you see there's literally Star Wars. Like there's wars yeah. going on, there's shooting, there's battleships, then there's people on board these ships, there's droids escaping in escape pods. Like it's just already like you're like, "Whoa, what is this?" Especially if you watch this for the first time, you're probably like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, and the the dialogue between Vader and Leia, it it makes it feel sort of like um two parties like they're both kind of aware of what the other's doing You're right but maybe it's a, a secret because mm-hmm. she's like oh i should have guessed it was you darth vader yes. kind of thing being like yeah you're you're sort of this other kind of political party but oh you're actually doing really evil things and similarly she's like oh no i'm just here i'm acting as a diplomat i'm trying to mm. get back to Alderon, and he basically calls bullshit he's like that. listen here young lady uh, it's like, i know you're the rebels you know i'm Killing motherfuckers all up in these, uh, like, blowing up these James Earl Jones, too, is a scary voice when he gets mad. He's got a great voice. Yeah, like, his voice is iconic, but, like, when he yells, he's scary. Yeah. Right? Like, even when Mufasa, Mufasa. he would yell. Now, obviously, um, it wasn't James Earl Jones in the suit. Yes. It was David Prowse. Of course. And I learned that both uh, Peter Mayhew, who plays Chewbacca, and David Prowse, we basically said, look, you're two big guys. Who wants to play who? Oh, my God. Who would you pick? Darth if you Vader. were like, you would pick Vader? Yeah. I mean, you could argue Chewbacca's been in more films, possibly sells more merch. I don't know. I feel more people know the name Peter Mayhew than David Pratt. Because, because it sucks because you're in a mask. No one can see you. I've, I've uh, met Darth Vader. I've met him. Mm. But, like, I'm like, yeah, no one knows who you, no one knows who you are. You were in like, the- everyone... Darth Vader, you think James Earl Jones. Yeah. You don't think of the guy yeah, in, the in the costume. Same with Michael Myers. Whereas you don't Chewba- think of the shape because no. you, you don't know who's in the ma- You don't see him. Whereas Chewbacca, I feel more people know the actor Fair. who plays him. So I think maybe Chewbacca. Because he looks maybe. like Chewbacca. Although the Vader hair. suit is way cooler. And you always see Vader. Actually, some guy at my work right now has a Vader costume just chilling open in his office that no one knows why because he hasn't been at work in a few days <laughs> but it's just sitting there it's just a Vader costume and a helmet and I'm it's, like tempted to put it on it's to the final film <laughs> no we have a Christmas party tomorrow uh, night and I'm wondering if he's going to show up dressed I don't know why mm. don't know why but literally this dude is like on vacation for three days and there's just a va- like his door to his office is always open and there's this box and on top of the box is just a Darth Vader costume out of there's no packaging it's just hanging out nice. <laughs> do I take it I don't know <laughs> Uh, I used to have the my my younger brothers had the uh, voice changer the costume, oh, nice. but then you could talk into it and it would. Yeah, they, like I've it. seen those helmets. Yeah, you could buy it was cool. Uh, so Darth Vader is like, where are the transmissions? We know you have the plans, and she's like, no, nah, don't got them. The droids who do have the plans are on Tatooine, the the sand planet, if you will, and the Jawas basically find them. The j- little the little we love these things. They're all up <laughs> in <laughs> the Mandalorian at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's the Mandalorian. They're just, fucking they're up. scavengers. They find things, steal things, try to sell it. Yeah, they have a garage they sale. They like eggs. <laughs> they have a garage sale, and they sell these droids to these guys, Luke and Owen. And we first see young Luke Skywalker. Uh, they buy the droids here, R2 and C-3PO. And his uncle, Uncle Owen, tells Luke, Luke, better get your ass out of here, and you better clean up these droids. And he, he's like, all right, all right. So uh, he's like, what? I... 
I had plans today, Uncle Owen. I was supposed to go to Hashi Station and pick up some power converters. He's like, Luke, you can have fun with your friends another time. Go clean up these droids. That doesn't sound like fun. I want to know what a power converter is. Is that code for, like, blunts and, like... (laughs) Strip clubs or something? <laughs> what is Luke trying to do in the... What's Just that? anything but all this boring <laughs> shit. I did... Um, I do like the Jawas, like, base, where all their, their other their droids ship, and things. Yeah. Um, it's just cool, like, looking at all the other creatures in the Star Wars yes. world. There's there's something that looks just like Wally um, True. in there. There's uh, these, like, bug, bug-like metal alien things. Uh, it really reminded me of Sid's bedroom from Toy Story. Okay. You know, I feel yeah, like all they the get all these droids and then kind of just leave them. Oh, there. I'm going to take that head there and put it on this oh. one. Um, but I'm sure there's there's definitely Easter eggs in that scene where I think you'll you'll see these kind of droids scattered about throughout the whole Star Wars. Definitely universe. throughout all the movies yeah. and stuff, even in the Mandalorian. And now. I think in the Mandalorian they paid yeah. off a couple of them, which is pretty cool. The Jawas are always funny the little creatures. You can't see their face, the little yellow eyes, the hoods. They're they're cool. They're classic Star Wars here. Yeah, I love all the the stuff here. It's so imaginable. How did you come up with this? weird yeah. shit that's that's beyond me uh so they have the droids now and luke is like cleaning them up and c-3po tells them that they were the droids are part of the rebellion he's like whoa like what are you talking about and they r- realize that r2 has this message from uh this this beautiful woman princess leia and she says help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope but then you hear luke luke dinner time so luke's like yo chill out i'm gonna go have some dinner Luke goes to have some dinner. Do you uh, do you see what they're having for dinner here? Uh, I I did not know. Okay, are you ready for this? Yeah. I just realized that they, while eating dinner, Luke and his aunt and uncle, they're drinking blue milk. Oh. So now I'm like, why the fuck is this blue milk a thing in Star Wars? Well, you know, there's this thing called uh, Google. Right. And uh, you search blue milk. Also known as bantha milk. Okay. Was a rich blue colored milk produced by female banthas. Uh, so it's notably notably available on outer rim planets such as Tatooine. <laughs> so now are you less bothered about The Last Jedi? Because no. for me, whenever you say, I hate the film, there's this bit with blue milk. And it seems to be you're so hung up on this moment. And it was right here from the very beginning. Um... No, because here, they're drinking it out of a jug. He's poured it into a glass. Mark Hamill's... Uh, I, I had to Google this. Mark Hamill says that it was like this, like, milk that, like, kind of can't go bad. Like, uh, process, super yeah, yeah. processed or whatever. And they would add food coloring. And he said it tasted awful. Mm-hmm. So he thought that the scenes where he he takes a, a, th- a swig of it here, that he, like, deserved acting credits for not, not gagging while drinking multiple shots of this. Um, but, yeah, no... This makes sense. They're drinking it out of a fucking container. In The Last Jedi, he squeezed... Why do I need to see this? He doesn't have a container. He doesn't have a glass. He does. He's got flasks and shit. And instead, he squeezes it and drinking it out of the titty. It's disgusting. Anyways, the myth of the blue milk. The origin here. Uh, uh, Bantha blue milk. Also, uh, we have not been to Galaxy's Edge. But if you go there, Mm. there is a stand in Galaxy's Edge in Disney World, Disneyland, that sells... uh, Blue milk milkshakes. I'll only drink it if it comes out of a bantha's Yeah, I only want it if I can squeeze it out of a bantha's tit. (laughs) So there. The blue milk... Sold. Sold. 40 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I still hate the fucking Last Jedi. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so Luke has the blue milk, and he's like, hey, um, these droids, you know, they're saying some things. Um, and Luke is mentioning that he kind of, what is it, enlist? He wants to enlist somewhere, and his uncle's like, look, no. He wants I need- to join the Rebels. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 you're not joining the Rebels. you got to work here for me. Uh, so he's a little upset by that, and he does this classic stare off into the two moons, mm. which I love the two moons here in Star Wars. Yeah, so he's, um, yeah, he's found out about, uh, he's hearing this thing about Obi-Wan Kenobi, asking who that is. He's like, he's who's, like, yeah. Is it, well, I know a guy called Ben Kenobi. Is that the same guy? And they're, they're clearly lying here. They're, yes. They're pretending they don't know anything. They're just looking out to protect. Their yeah. Life. So he's like, he's not sure what's going on in his life. He doesn't feel, he's, he, his aunt and uncle are like, after he leaves and looks at the two moons, his aunt's like, he's not... What we are, you know, he's not a farmer. He's he's something else, and we we know. Yeah, he goes. He's he's got his father in him. Mm. And he's like, yeah, that's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm afraid of. But uh, this this visual of Luke looking at the two moons yeah. is so iconic. Yeah. And John Williams's score just swells up mm-hmm. at this point. I always think of um, the Family Guy episode right. whenever whenever I watch Star Wars. Sure, because um, it's got the moment where Luke's looking out, and then he just turns and goes. Ladies and gentlemen, John Williams yeah, yeah. and his orchestra, <laughs> and they're just right behind him playing away. And then when, when they come back to the house when everything's destroyed, John Williams and his entire orchestra is destroyed, and yeah. everyone's like, no! <laughs> uh, so Luke realizes that R2 has disappeared, so he gets on his land speeder with C-3PO, and he jets off to find R2 in the Tatooine sandy desert. He finds him eventually with his speeder, and then he is attacked by sand people. They sound like Chewbacca. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I was scared. As a kid, I always remember when Luke is looking in his things, and he's like, huh, I don't see any. There's one over there, and then and he appears. I've always been, like, every time I watch Star Wars, I get confused and do this same Google. What? I'm like, are they sand people, or are they Tusken Raiders? And I'm like, oh, it's the same thing. Yes. I did that today. I've done that, like, every nice. time these appear. I'm like, wait, I thought these were Tusken Raiders. Oh, they're the same thing. Uh, he gets knocked out by them, and they're, like, about to raid his ship. They're about to, who knows what, kidnap him, kill, ki- kill him, who, who knows. But there's this screeching sound, and this, like, hooded figure shows up and shoes them away like an old wizard. He takes the hood off and turns around and says... Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. He says, uh, he, he helps Luke up. He talks to the droids and they're like, look, we're looking for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he's like, I have not heard that name in a long time. He says, uh, the sand people are easily started and they will soon be back and in greater numbers. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many iconic uh, lines in this movie. So I am the grand champion of the Star Wars pinball machine at my work. Yes. Grand champion means that... Uh, you spend a lot of time here. I spend a lot of time there. <laughs> but whenever they like reset a machine, often machines move around from bar to bar. Yeah. Whoever's got the top score is the grand champion. Whoa. That never gets wiped. Whoa. Whereas everything else gets wiped. Damn. So I've got the top score ever on that machine. What? But they have all these um, sound bites from this film. Okay. Played all the time. So whenever I was watching today and one of them came, it just like, because I hear it so many times every day. You're like, whoa, it's triggered. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, a lot of iconic lines in this film. Uh, So he says that he, in fact, Ben Kenobi is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Of course I know who it is. It's me. Yeah. (laughs) It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, I got the force like Obi. So 
he tells Luke Skywalker, they go back to his place, they're chilling. He says, uh, look, I fought in the Clone Wars. He's like, whoa, you fought in the Clone Wars? Crazy. He says, I was once a Jedi Knight like your father, you see, but your father uh, was a Jedi, a great Jedi, my apprentice, but he was betrayed and murdered. And he's like, whoa, this is crazy. He says, now the Jedi are extinct. But here is this this weapon that your father wanted me to give you. It's an elegant weapon for a more civilized day. It's the lightsaber. So he's kind of telling him and explaining the Force here like he's five. Like, hey, look, here's the Force. I feel a bit sorry for Obi-Wan because, like, Uncle Owen is saying, oh, he's a hermit. You you get the impression before you meet him that, yeah, that he's, he's crazy. That he's crazy, that he shut himself away, that he's essentially Luke in The Last Jedi. Yeah. He doesn't want anything to do with... The Force, the Jedi's, he doesn't want to know any of this. This kid shows up and he's like, yeah, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. I fought in the Clone Wars. I actually knew your dad. Here you go. Here's a lightsaber. He's way, he's really forthcoming with all of it. And you just feel no one's been talking to the poor guy. It's because, it's because they didn't want to riddle him with the trouble. They knew that trouble would come with like what he is and, and everything. But the fact that the droid ended up in Luke's possession means it's all like, it's the it's the prophecy, like it's. But there wasn't any of that. Oh, I really shouldn't be telling you this, but oh, it's coming true. <laughs> no, because okay, he knows he's going to tell everyone. He's just like, yeah, this happened. But we did recently watch the prequels, and at the end of episode three, the uh, Sith one, when they they split up the kids. Spoilers: mm. Luke and Leia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they split up the kids, and Obi Wan's like, I'll I, you know I'll go into hiding, but I'll watch over him. Yeah. So he does say like, yo, I'll, when the time comes. I'll let, let him, him I'll fill him in. Yeah. So literally, poor Obi-Wan Kenobi's been chilling for like 18, 20 <laughs> years, hanging out as an old hermit yeah. in Tatooine, getting sand up his butt. Like, come on, poor kid. And, oh, and, 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 and Anakin Skywalker hated sand so much, and they're like, huh, his dad hated sand. You know where we should put him? On Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> where he's from. Uh, so Obi-Wan explains that the Force is something that surrounds us, penetrates us, binds us all to the galaxy. It's a higher power, essentially. Uh, he's talking about Jesus, if you figured that out. So we see the Empire and uh, their their station, the Death Star, the planet destroyer, planet killer. Uh, he says, you know, Darth Vader is setting up this thing. They're worried about the transmissions because they're like, yo, this could fuck up our whole shit. Um, and they're they're like trying to get the information out of princess leia where the rebel base is and like all this stuff they're threatening her and he says i find your lack of faith disturbing um classic line another famous line there luke uh goes back to his aunt and uncle worth noting all the bad guys are british always james old jones always as i always say uh british people are evil yeah 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 Mm -hmm. exactly uh luke finds his aunt and uncle are dead af (laughs) they're skeletons they're burnt to a crisp and this guy deals with grief in a strange way because spoilers Obi-Wan dies later in the film, <laughs> who he's known for about two days, and he's like, way more cut up about that than essentially his adopted parents. Like, yeah. his un- aunt and uncle raised him from birth, and he's like, ah, oh, bet I get a bet. I, I should fight the Empire now. <laughs> I got doesn't mention left. him again. Uh, it's because he knows that there's something different, there's something out there. He feels the force. But it's, it's something to note here in all of Star Wars. 
you'd never see anything kind of gory except mm. in this movie. You see here the skeletons are burnt like to it's a crisp. It's pretty graphic. Yeah. yeah. For, for this kind of film. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's crazy. I love the shot. And he's like, oh, man. Well, guess I'm joining the army. Guess I'm, doing, <laughs> guess I'm a Jedi now. Yep. Sorry, Ben. You, I'm oh, your well, problem. they were holding me back anyway. <laughs> Facts. They were. <laughs> Fucking moisture farming. Imagine he got to go with those power converters. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what a power converter is. Um, so Converts power. What kind of power? So uh, they go to... The, ben Kenobi tells Luke, okay, we got to get to Alderaan to uh, like explain everything. We're the Jedis. We have the plans. Like We got to get there. There's rebels there. Everything like that. So they have to go to Moss Esley Spaceport. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Was he, is he talking about Moss Esley or is he talking about uh, I don't know, Oshawa, Parkdale? <laughs> Buffalo, New York. <laughs> yeah, we know the kind of areas that, yeah. New, all of New Jersey. <laughs> hey, a lot of our listeners come from New Jersey. Um, they have nice malls in New Jersey. <laughs> They're sure Mo- was fun. <laughs> <laughs> They're in Moss Esley Spaceport. Now, this is, this is the meat of Star Wars for me. I always love this. Uh, you, they're, they're looking around for uh, someone who has a ship who can get them to fly out to Alderaan. They're in their spe- uh, land speeder and some stormtroopers stop them because stormtroopers are looking for the droids. These are the people that killed his aunt and uncle. Mm. They're looking for these droids. But Obi-Wan uses the force here and says, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Yeah, these aren't the droids we're looking for. Classic mind games here because he's a Jedi. Uh, they go into the cantina. The droids are not welcome here, so they're kicked out. Um, and we see the classic, dun, 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 the buttheads. Yep. The buttheads playing the clarinets. Um, the, the classic, all the aliens. The only song they know. Just <clears> literally, over and over all again. the years, that's the only song they're like, all right, what should we play next? Hit it. <laughs> I love how different each alien looks. There's no kind of consistency between them. Like There the, is the, outside the aliens, of the cantina. The aliens yeah. playing look very much like your traditional alien, like little green man, big heads. Yeah. You've but, got butthead. these like... Bug ones. You've got some that look more like Lizards. demons from Buffy. Yeah, like a lot of different kind of styles, different makeup and it's prosthetics true. and things. There's all sorts of different people. Mm. Yeah, uh, it, it, and we got Bumchin and Pignose. Yes, Bumchin and Pignose. He doesn't like you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like you either. I have a death sentence in twelve systems. <laughs> well, I'll be sure to look out. You'll be dead. <laughs> Uh, so Luke is uh, getting in some trouble, and Obi-Wan just pulls out the saber and s- just fucking slices up a motherfucker. He sla- slices off this dude's arm. Uh, and then it- in Star Wars, there's never any blood, but here we have blood. Isn't that funny? You know, whenever there's lightsabers, you see just like burnt or like. Yeah, because it's meant to like sear it. Yeah, so it's so it's hot. Clean. Yeah, so this is the one uh, thing they changed after this. They're like, whoa, whoa we can't have blood. These, mm. these movies are for kids. Right. No blood. No, we got to sell this to Disney. <laughs> Stop the blood. <laughs> uh, so the whole bar looks over, and then they go, eh, and then continues. The music continues. Like, it's, it's another day in this this place. Yeah, it's sort of like the like a tavern in the Wild West. Yeah. Where, oh, people get shut up, and then we move in. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we see Ben Kenobi, Obi-Wan, talking to Chewbacca, the big hairy creature that we all know the now. The Wookiee. The Wookiee. He leads him to... 
Han Solo, they talk with him and he says that he is the captain of the Millennium Falcon. They tell him that they're looking to go to Alderaan. They're going, they're looking for love in all the wrong places. Oh dear. (laughs) Han Solo says, look, uh, I can get you there, but it's going to cost you. They're like, we'll give you more than you want, but we got to pay you after. He says, uh, do you know who I am? I'm, I'm the guy who's the captain of the Millennium Falcon. What's the Millennium Falcon? Pfft. It's the ship that made the vessel run in 12 parasets. The Kessel Run. run. In 12 parsecs. My spell check. As we saw in Solo. He did it. It was more of 11. He rounds up. (laughs) He rounds up. He rounds up. Uh, So they're like, okay, cool. We'll meet you soon here. He's like, cool. It's It's a rush job. We're trying to get to Alderaan. Let's go. He says, I'll meet you soon. Uh, he is about to go to like, he tells Chewie to go set up the ship, go get it ready. Chewie does that. But as he's about to leave, he is greeted by, uh, Greedo. Yeah. Going somewhere solo. And they have a discussion here. He mentions that Solo, uh, owes Jabba a lot of money and Greedo's been paid to henchman. To, uh, he's, he's the guy that sent out to get his money. He's like, look, man, I'll get you the money. Now this is the classic scene here. Many debates. Who shot First, I've got a lot to say about this. Okay, scene. well, we're recording this in November of 2019. Mm. Disney Plus has just come out, and we are watching this on Disney Plus. Now, are you aware of the new Disney Plus? I am. Let's talk about the the thing everyone might be here to listen us, to us talk about, and that is McClunky. McClunky. <laughs> what the hell is this? So, uh. It's come out later. So basically, the film, the original take of this film is Han shoots Greedo first. Sure, allegedly. Then that gets changed to Greedo shooting at Han and Han shooting him. Right. Then I feel it got changed again to them both shooting each other at the same time. It looks like that here. Which it, it, that's how it looks here. But, so this is the, the version Lucas sold to Disney. Before he sold it, he was working on a, like a 3D release of the film. Why? So edited it one more time, uh, and he just felt the need. It was 40 years after he's made this film. He's in bed. He's restless. He can't sleep. He's still stressing about this Greedo scene. He's like, it just, it's not working. And then he has a Eureka moment, or as it might be, a McClunky moment. And it's like, McClunky. McClunky. That's what it's missing. McClunky. Greedo must shout out McClunky before firing at Hun. So that's what he does. He shouts out McClunky. Uh, (laughs) It's been revealed that it means this is the end of you. So I think his reasoning is it's kind of him going, right, you're going to die now. Han hears that and does shoot first. Ah. So because his issue was in the original, Han just shoots first. And it's, hang on, this is our... This is meant to be one of our Hey, heroes. George. Hey, George Lucas. Uh, so, for so many years, people have just been wondering, like, how, who shot first? Who? Was it Han? Was it Greedo? George, you got to tell us. You got to let us know. All right, all right, all right. Check out the new Disney Plus. Yeah. McCluggy! <laughs> right. That solves everything. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel it's... There was... Yeah, so he shot first originally, and then George Lucas felt that's not very hero-like. Right. What People are meant to like this guy. Yeah. So he changed it, and now it's like, oh no, everyone wants Han to shoot first. All right, McClunky. <laughs> McClunky. <laughs> McClunky Culkin. Culkin McClunky. 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 <laughs> uh, this is fantastic. Have you seen the, um, the other videos being made? Of McClunky? Of McClunky. So it's like the Vader... <laughs> 
Obi-Wan fight towards the end where Obi-Wan dies. Yeah. Obi-Wan goes, McClunky. McClunky. Yoda dying. McClunky. 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 Just start everything, add it to everything ever in any movie ever. McClunky. I just, I, I really hope George Lucas is, is happy now with this scene. Yeah. He's satisfied. Or he's a troll. And just they got to call him, they'll be doing like a nine set ultra 4k ultra 8k release of this one day they need to get george back on the phone and be like hey i know i know you've sold this you don't want anything to do with styles anymore but we need you to change this scene for the like the seventh time i'm gonna be honest like if you were to not if this was not a thing that'd be brought up you maybe i wouldn't notice no. Right? Watching this movie a million times. However, this is a particular scene that people talk about all the time. Have yeah. you? It, I don't know if you've seen the movie Clerks, but like half the movie is them discussing Star Wars. That's a big thing, like about shooting first and all this stuff. So it's like y- you could have got away with this and any you were you purposely did this. Yeah, so. I mean, I think every time. So I I watched this scene and I I was going and I didn't know about McClunky until right. today, but I watched it and I I wonder if they changed it again. McClunky. And sure enough, they had McClunky. Very McClunky. I'm gonna get that tattooed on. <laughs> and too. apparently, the actor of Greedo came like, out what and the said, <laughs> "Did I even say was that?" Never in the script. Did I even say that? And he's as confused as everyone else. George Lucas should just not say anything on it ever. I, I saw a great tweet, which was, uh, "How to end an argument in Star Wars? I have spoken." <laughs> From the Mandalorian, right? How to start one? McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> Greedo shot first. Okay. Or did Han shoot first? Ah, oh, fuck. So, Greedo's dead. Han, sh- it doesn't matter who shot first. It matters who shot last, baby. Yeah. And Han does it. Uh, I'm going to say right now, Harrison Ford is the GOAT. Like, th- when I watch this movie, I'm instantly pulled in. There's definitely something about He's him. He's so charismatic. Yeah, there's yeah. something. Th- no wonder this guy is a superstar in any of the movies he put out. But m- definitely for me, growing up, watching him in Star Wars and... Uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. He just has this something that certain actors, just you just can't learn that. You just have it. There's a... It's like an old school Hollywood yeah. thing about him. It's yeah. like a Cary Grant kind of. Yes. Th- it's there's a classicness. It's, there's about something it. about yeah. him, man. And like any any, uh, he was like the heartthrob. Women love this guy. Like mm. to this day, he's old as fuck. People still love him. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just like iconic, and he's. He does this character so well. One of my favorite movies is 500 Days of Summer. And the scene where he, like, finally, I think he finally gets laid. And then the next morning, he's, like, all happy and, like, in love. Mm. And he's he's running and, ha- and uh, there's music playing. And he's de- doing a whole dance thing. And he, like, checks himself out in a reflection. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt sees his reflection. But his reflection is Han Solo. Oh, yeah, as Han Solo smiling and he's like ah like yeah I got it. yeah like all guys feel like Han Solo sometimes although I don't know if anyone can rock a vest quite like Han Solo because Fogel and Superbad sure doesn't do it <laughs> uh, so Han Solo uh, goes to check on the, the Millennium Falcon after killing Greedo but he's met by Jabba the Hutt um, this now watching this on Disney Plus was weird because they had altered Jabba here with the CGI but Harrison Ford like is walking around talking to him so some of it's like altered weird because it's been changed. But yeah. um, again, we're watching the like re-releases and stuff. Uh, so he's like, "You you had to fry my poor boy, my poor boy. You did my boy wrong." Uh, he killed Greedo. He's like, "Look, look, Java. I'll give you uh, some money. Just you know, give me some more time. I'll give you fifteen percent more." And he's like, "All right." And we see Boba Fett. He walks by. 
Oh, I missed that. Yeah, with his helmet, the oh, Mando. Nice. He look. He gives. He gives Han a little stare, like, "I think I'll be seeing you soon <laughs> in the next film." Um, we cut back to the the evil ship, and it's Princess Leia. She's a prisoner now. She says uh, she she's introduced to some of the more evil British people, the generals and all that. She goes, "Ugh, I knew I recognized your wretched stench." Um, that's what people say to me when I walk in the room. <laughs> uh, so they are like, look, we want to know where the, the rebel base is, or we're going to blow up your planet of Alderaan. And she's like, no, 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 you wouldn't do that. He's like, don't test us. We need to test out this planet thing. So don't fuck with us. We're going to blow it up. Tell us where they are. And she's like, look, the rebel base is on some, some other planet. I'm like, cool. Thanks. Every general go search that planet. And also destroy Alderaan. She's like, no, you liars. You bastards! And He's they, like, yeah, with the bad guys. Yes, yeah, we're lying. Of course, we're lie to you. So, what do they do? They turn on the Death Star. The the they planet fire up killer. the laser. They fire up the planet killer, and they destroy. They obliterate the Death Star. Destroys Alderaan. Looking for love in Alderaan places. You won't be finding love there anytime soon. Everyone is dead. Anyone you've ever loved is dead. Um, so that kind of sucks because now. That's where our heroes are headed. Mm. But it's destroyed. Oh, my goodness. So um, there's a shootout on Tatooine. The stormtroopers chase after uh, Obi-Wan and the droids and Luke. They get on the Millennium Falcon and they get out of the nick of time. And um, Han Solo introduces them to the hyperspace, hyperspeed, right? That, yep. That's always my favorite. When the, the effect of like, the lights like... When like Stars with yeah, oh, yeah, it's so cool. Imagine you had a whole room with like those that... Like, it's black, but, like, this bars of light. Coming past. Oh, it looks so <laughs> sick. That's what I'm going to do with all my Patreon money down the line. Um, so they fly out, and they're looking for... They, they hyperspeed, and then they come back where they think Alderaan is, and they're like, whoa, like, what's going on here? Like, there's 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 no planet. What's what's happened? And they're like, well, I don't think Alderaan is here. And Obi-Wan feels a great disturbance in the Force. He's like, ugh, I feel so many people have just died. Um, so they see this giant moon and they see some ships and they're like, what? That's no moon. <laughs> That's my favorite uh, line. I used to always make, um, there was a, I'm not even going to go into it. <laughs> Just that's no moon is fantastic. Um, so they get sucked in by a tractor beam and they are now on the Death Star. So the good guys are not on the, the moon. They're on this evil Death Star and they get in and they somehow take take out two stormtroopers and dress up in their gear. And this is classic here where they're the, the good guys are in the stormtrooper outfits. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love I love the look this of this. This is used in so many films. Yeah, stuff, of like, course, yeah. So the good guys disguise. in disguise. So they go they get a hold of like a command center and get uh C three PO and R two to be in command while they like use headsets and they're gonna um, retrieve the princess while Obi-Wan uh, turns off, disables the tractor beam while they go get the princess. He conv- Luke convinces Han there's going to be a reward. She's a princess. Like, let's get her. So they go. They find her. She says, aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a scene just before this where uh, Han yes, comes on the radio. so good. They're like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, yeah, we're all fine here, thanks. 
uh, how are you? <laughs> and that's what gives them away. They're yeah. like, uh, who, what's your number? What's your badge number? So Harrison Ford didn't learn the lines for this scene, so just <laughs> improvise this. Right, I think and it's And that's fantastic. why it's, it's really funny, yeah. but kind of doesn't feel like the dialogue of the rest of the film. It feels natural. Which, it feels very natural. It's very funny. Because he's like, he, he kills a bunch of people, takes over the command thing, and then they're like trying to, like, like, whoa, what's going on over there? And he's like, oh, you know, there's nothing. Oh, we're good. We're good over here. How are you? <laughs> and with that, apparently uh, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill used to piss around a lot on set. Okay. But not when Alec Guinness was there. Of course. When Alec Guinness was there, ah. they were on their best behavior. Oh, yes. But then, so you see scenes like this, ah, I ain't learning my lines for this, <laughs> I'll just say what I want. Harrison Ford definitely has a weird way of, oh, he feels the type of way about Star Wars now, years later. He's yeah. like, yeah, I make a shit ton of money off it, but like, I can give two fucks about yeah. it. <laughs> um, so they're rescuing the princess, and they have to escape from Stormtroopers, so they jump into a garbage chute, and the classic, wah <laughs> from uh, Harrison Ford there, like a woo, <laughs> jump down into the garbage thing, Um but uh, Darth Vader now it cuts to him. He knows someone's on his Death Star, on his ship here. So he's looking to find out. Back in the garbage dump, Luke gets pulled under by some like creature thing. I always remember this scaring me as a kid. I'm like, I don't think I. What's what's it called when you don't like small spaces? Like claustrophobic. Yeah, I don't think I'm claustrophobic, but like this scared oh, me. No as a one kid. wants to be in a crushed. garbage <laughs> in a garbage thing with slimy monsters and aliens. That sounds terrifying. Uh, I had got a bad feeling about this, says Han. And the, the thing is about to crush them, but they somehow get into uh, C-3PO's headset thing and they, he gets them to save them. This is another scene that's recreated a lot in yeah. so many things. Like the, the kind of swamp monster and the, the yeah, the walls closing in closing. just at the last minute. They managed to stop it. And C-3PO thinks that he didn't do it in time because he hears them going, yeah, woo. And he's like, they're dying. And he's like, no, 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 we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're, we're, we're screaming in, in happiness. Uh, so Princess Leia meets up and they are introduced to Chewie. And she's like, can someone please get this walking carpet out of my way? Again, I hear that a lot because I'm bushy. I'd be uh, like, fuck you. I'm trying to save, save your, life. your life. You're calling me sure? Jeez. You're calling him a walking carpet? Can you show some respect or, like, we'll just fucking leave you? Yeah, Han says, there's no reward that's worth this. Uh, so there's, uh, they're walking, trying to get to back to the Millennium Falcon, but they're stopped by stormtroopers. It's a shootout. But uh, who's more blind, referees in the WWE or stormtroopers in Star Wars? Yeah, it's, it's a toss-up between the two, for sure. Because earlier in this movie, when the uh, Jawas and the aunt and uncle are found dead and killed because the, the stormtroopers were looking, Ben Kenobi says, oh, these are markings of impor- imperial stormtroopers because the excellent, like, shooting, mm. the, like, the, the marksmanship is what he says. It's like, what? No. <laughs> Everyone knows they suck. I mean, uh, I guess you're wearing a mask. You're like periphery. Is you're losing that? Yeah. So, how did how does the Mandalorian see that? Jeez. Yeah. True. Can see shit. Uh, so there's giant shootouts. Han and Chewie like try to distract while Princess Leia and Luke they use the classic grappling hook thing, escape heroically and romantically, which is weird because what we find out later in the other yep. movies. Um, <laughs> so yay incest. <laughs> so um, they all meet back up and they're trying to get to the Falcon, but they, they see a bunch of stormtroopers. But then we see a standoff here. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader, lightsabers, a duel for the first time in Star Wars, in Star Wars. history, really. So uh, they pull out the lightsabers. 
great effect here. I mean, this is like what the seventies, nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah, the effects here are crazy. For like, I mean, obviously we're watching remastered, but the the, the way you can see the way they shoot it because it's like the lightsaber is like the fray, the freeze frame kind of thing. Mm. It's the, and the frame starts. It's it's awesome. Uh, the classic sounds, everything about this is epic. But clearly they haven't been practicing. No, the last fight we saw between these two, they're flipping around, they're swinging their sabers <laughs> about, and they're doing the just, windmill. This is just like clunk, clunk. Yeah, the last time we we did all the prequels, we did Revenge of the Sith, and they're doing the helicopter saber. Yeah, you know everyone loves a good, the the ladies love the helicopter saber, but in this movie, in this movie, they're just like eh, they haven't done it for a few years. They're yeah, just clearly, li- they're just yeah. like <laughs> old age. It gets to you. Yeah. See? yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so they're they're fighting, and Obi Wan is like, look, Vader. Uh, um, if you sw- if you slight me down, if you hit me, I'll be more powerful than ever. Like you can kill me, but I won't die because you know the force is strong. So now everyone's watching this battle. Luke is watching. And he's like Ben, and he's got this smile on his face, and it's like he gives up. He sacrifices himself. Vader takes a swing, and he disappears like a ghost. Mm-hmm. He dies. His robe falls. The lightsaber falls, and Vader's like, "Huh, that was easy." Yeah. <laughs> Huh. Uh, there's a giant shootout. All the guys gre- get onto the ship, the Millennium Falcon, and uh, they take off. But I like the epic. I mean, this isn't much of a battle, but you get your ta- you get you, you get, get yeah. You're like it, whoa. You're it's like the first time we see any sort of duel. lightsaber duel, right? Um, it's so like there's nothing. It's not very uh, exciting of the no. duel, but like you're like whoa. This is crazy. And, like a major characters just died. And yeah. Alec Guinness at this point is probably one of the most known actors in the film. Yeah. So. Kind of a big thing, taking him out of it. And uh, Vader is like, now I am the master, and uh, kills him. So he, he tells Obi-Wan, like, look, you shouldn't have come back. I'm going to kill you. Uh, we hear now the voice of Obi-Wan is in Luke's head being like, run, Luke, run. So they get in the ship. They fly out, but they're being chased by evil TIE fighters. Um so they get in, like, they're shooting things while Chewie's steering the ship. And Han and Luke are using the turrets, shooting the spaceships. Luke destroys them. Han destroys them. And favorite line here, great kid, don't get cocky. Uh, so they go to the secret rebel base that Leia did not sell out. She lied, didn't give them the right base. And they have R2. This is a little gripe I have. Knowing what we know, the plans for the, they don't know how to kill the Death Star. Right. But the plans this whole time have been on R2. Yeah. They didn't do a good job of protecting R2. True. They just, like, fucked off and, like, oh, hey, you're still here. Cool, thanks. Get on the ship. Yeah. Like, realistically, you'd be like, yo, R2 has the plans. R2's the one you need to protect. Yeah, because they get here and, and Leo's just casually like, hey, this droid R2 unit has the plans. <laughs> Go check it out. No, you're right. You're right completely. <laughs> uh, so they set up and they learn that there is a center, a core to this jawbreaker, and that if they can get in there and, and somehow shoot it in there, they can destroy this thing. So they're like, okay, we can do this. Luke says that he, you know, he's he's a good pilot and runs into an old friend who's now a rebel pilot, and uh, the, he's going to fly a ship as well to attack the Death Star. So the Rebel base has all the red leaders. We got Luke as a uh, red five. We got red six, red 11, red leader standing by. We got the red rooster. We got Porkins. <laughs> <laughs> and did you know one of these guys, uh, Dennis Lawson, who plays Wedge Antilles, one of these pilots, yeah. is Ewan McGregor's uncle. Whoa, so it yes. All comes back around. That's crazy. So now they have plans to attack the Death Star, but Han. Gets his reward, and he's like, I'm not going Peace. to war. I'm up. I didn't sign up for this. I signed up to get you to a planet, and then I rescued a princess. I'm out. And they're like, okay, cheers. May the force be with you. So 
The rebels are going to invade the Death Star. They get up in the ships, and it's literally Star Wars. There's battleships shooting everything. Um, the evil pilot. I like the sounds the the evil Tie Fighters make. The I don't. I can't do it. That was terrible. That was a Wookie. That was a Wookie. Yeah, I can't do sounds. Uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's like the weird, like passing by, like yeah, sound. It's scary. It's awesome. So now they're they're st- they're fighting up in the thing. Luke is like telling all the people, like, "We know how to get in there," but they keep trying to infiltrate but they're getting stopped um vader is like hmm you know something his balance of the force is like he's interested he grabs two extra fighters and he says get me a ship we're gonna go out there himself this is this is this proves classic villainy thing that shows how scary and badass he is this guy has got his goons doing his shit Mm. and he's like no 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 no, no. i'm doing this my fucking self get me a ship right now i'm fucking shit up i'm like okay this guy's not a little bitch he's getting out there himself best way to do your job is yourself and this, this villain shows this uh so now he's in a ship um they're they're trying to stop the rebels from getting in there raiders in there he's fucking them up um now luke is in like the track he's he's on his way but his friends who are supposed to have his back are getting blasted up by darth vader uh whenever it shows vader and his thing his little ship it looks like he's like always undoing a flask <laughs> Oh, yeah? It looks like he's, like, about to take a swig from a flask. He's like, oh, yeah, got to get that blue milk. <laughs> um, so Luke is there, and he, he's got his target thing on in his ship, like the equipment that shows him where to target. But he hears the voice of Obi-Wan, and it's like, use the Force. Like, use your Force. And it cuts to Vader, and he's like, huh, the Force is strong with this pilot ship, whoever it may be in this ship. And just when we think Darth Vader is going to kill the last remaining hero in the sky of Luke Skywalker after all the red leaders and all the reds are taken out, he is blasted by a ship and we hear, yee-hoo, and it's <laughs> Han Solo. And uh, you hear Vader go, what, what, <laughs> you what, mate? Uh, and he's like, what the hell's going on? And it's the Millennium Falcon, Han Solo, came back to rescue and he's for the save. He says, you're all clear, kid. Luke shoots two shots. It goes into the hole and boom, they fly out and the Death Star explodes. But Vader flies off safely. Yeah, he well, he spins out. Yeah. Um, originally, he was going to die. Here, He was going to be on the Death Star. And George Lucas, right at the end, was like, no, I'm going to have him spin away. Mm. And everyone was going, no, because sequels weren't really a thing then. Right. They're like, no, you're opening up for a sequel you're never going to do. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> good call. Can you imagine? Yeah. Jeez, yeah, definitely. So Darth Vader survives. The good guys win. Han Solo in for the save. They go back to the the planet. They land all safely. And he's like, wow, you came back. And he's like, "Uh, you know, just did it for the reward. uh?" And he's like, yeah, good moment here. Everyone's happy. I'm pretty sure the celebration on NXT this week was bigger than this party. (laughs) Well, the celebration at the end here, it's a celebration, bitches. All the Rebel Alliances are there. It's the classic ceremony. There's hundreds of people. The music is playing. They're being celebrated. They're being honored by the princess, by the rebellion for saving the galaxy you killed the planet killer Mm. you did it you stopped the empire from taking over the world uh here in the star wars uh so they are heroes see chewbacca do his sound here to end off and the good guys have won that's it the bad guys gone forever that's the end of star wars yeah right right. that's it that's all over there can't be anything else that happens in this universe never
Or maybe not. Ever. Uh, so this was episode four, A New Hope. I love this movie. Um, I think it's fantastic. Going back to, what, 1977? Mm. Uh, just crazy. Obviously, if you watch this on Disney Plus or whatever, DVDs or whatever, it's all, like, fixed up and edited and stuff. But, like, the for me, it's the... It's the charm of this. Watching these old ones, it's like something different about it. Like the the way it's shot, the way – they don't rely on CGI in a lot of it. They use like robots or uh, fake props and yeah. costumes and stuff. And that to me like kind of stands out more. Uh, but for me, like I said, it's it's Han Solo, this whole movie. Well, all I think the, way. the strength of your the three leads uh, is excellent. I yeah. like, they, they do have a really good chemistry between them. Carrie Fisher also amazing. Absolutely, I, I like her. Luke Luke is actually my least favorite in this movie. Yeah, always, well, I, I think that sort of character usually <laughs> yeah. is. Um, yeah, I, I think the film still holds up. Uh, Definitely, it's. I like the story. It's simple enough, but they they say enough things that perk your interest mm-hmm. so things like the clone wars you know what are these clone wars that happen like i like i like when um when films do that so it, it expands the universe a bit it gives a history mm-hmm. and obviously that a line like that has spawned all these prequels and spin-offs and things um which which i think is fantastic uh, obviously this film did exceptionally well um, it's still one of the most financially successful films of all time. It first just opened in 32 uh, theatres. Wow. Um, expanded that weekend to 43 screens, which is nothing, um, and earned 2.5 million in its first six days, which today would be the equivalent of 10.6 million. Um, gradually, it started adding more and more screens because mm-hmm. obviously the popularity was growing. And it replaced Jaws as the highest earning film in North America in just six months, uh, eventually earning over $220 million, which in today uh, with inflation would be $910 million. Wow. Um, and then towards the end of the year, it was released worldwide, internationally, and made $410 million, which would be $1.69 billion today. Insane. Um, so it was the highest for quite a while until uh, E.T., beat it george and steven spielberg just going back and forth and then in 1997 obviously that was the re-release that's when i i went to see it in the theaters it reclaimed its number one spot until it was uh taken off from the top by james cameron with titanic later Uh. in 1997 overall it's made 775 million oh sorry billion 309 sorry million 775 million dollars which is about 2.5 billion today crazy. so crazy crazy uh successful film uh which for a sci-fi around this yeah. time is it's not expected um i will say like uh, this is the, this is the holy grail of sci-fi in yeah. my opinion i'm not a star trek fan i'm not a huge sci-fi fan but this is a kid got me since i was a kid so that's kind of why i still follow with all this whole thing up to the mandalorian like it, it's nostalgia and it's Good, good quality of what it's supposed to be. You know, it's yeah. it's entertainment, it's sci-fi, it's wild. But this is like the the this is the beginning and end. All. Like Star Wars is the shit to this day. Is like people are obsessed, and it all started with this one movie here, and it still holds up. Watching this down, like 
we do this show where we review like wrestling usually every week, but we do other movie reviews and um, like we do this show for our patrons where people get to pick something for us. If mm. you're our world champion tier, and we had our first ever world champion tier troll us and pick Spider Man three. So watching Spider Man three, I'm like kind of groaning, like oh, I gotta sit here and watch Spider Man three. I still enjoyed watching it, whatever. It's ridiculous. But for this one, I was like, oh, I gotta watch Star Wars. I it's was like, easy. this is this is so much fun. Especially I haven't watched, you've seen it so many times. Yeah, I have not watched A New Hope in a long time, but like watching it today, like makes me go, wow, this one's so good. Uh, we have now watched all of them in order, doing the prequels and stuff. The quality in this one, the prequels couldn't catch the charm for me. Oh, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, and it's it's the writing is better here. The chemistry yeah. between its leads is better, um, and yeah, the the effects of the time are fantastic yeah uh, roger ebert called it an out-of-body experience and compared the effects to 2001 a space odyssey stanley Definitely. kubrick's film so that makes you wonder as well if if 2001 a space odyssey hadn't happened mm-hmm. would we have seen something like this because crazy um you often see that with filmmakers um like james cameron having wanted to do avatar forever but he was just waiting for technology mm-hmm. to kind of catch up and you wonder if George Lucas saw that film and thought, I can do that now. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I want yeah, to do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, this movie is fantastic. Uh, so we've done all of, all the Star Wars in the past. We are going to finish the, the original trilogy. We have The Empire Strikes Back, which is the next one, which some say is the greatest Star Wars movie of all time, which I could argue that A New Hope is, is in that running. But uh, we will be doing that one. Then we're going to do Return of the Jedi. Then we will do... The Force Awakens, then The Last Jedi, and eventually the new one coming out, The the Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. I'm excited to see this movie, even though I did not like the last one. Uh, so Really? <laughs> you, you haven't ever told us that. Tell us again. I'm going to go make some blue milk. I'm going to drink it, get all replenished. Um, we do have uh, one piece of feedback. Yeah, well, we put up some feedback, but no one... It was It's Thanksgiving in the US is, today, yeah. so uh, this is our Thanksgiving gift to you, but everyone was busy and didn't write any feedback. So we have a piece from Red Raider, who starts by saying, I'm surprised this doesn't have any feedback yet. Yeah, me too. Uh, This is Gary from Texas. What else is there to say about one of the most talked about movies of all time? A New Hope is an absolute classic. What makes the movie still resonate is the incredible chemistry between Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. Leia's storyline and strength of character is still a highlight and that the character broke many damsel in distress stereotypes with her brains, wit and leadership. This is not my favourite Star Wars film, but it's definitely the most important and one of the most important films in cinema history. Yeah, I agree. It is super important. This is this sparked so many things. Everything it's it's still relevant today in 2019. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's a whole phenom- it's a phenomenon. It's what it is. Uh, so that was the only feedback. Obviously, this movie is popular, but we just kind of did it in an awkward time. But we hope you enjoyed our review and what we thought of this movie. We obviously are huge nerds here. Uh, we have all the posters down our hallway in our apartment here. We're obsessed. We're nerds. Uh, so we will be doing some more Star Wars reviews uh, for free on this very feed, on our Up Next feed, on any uh, podcast app you're using. You got this at 
Uh, but if you want to hear more of us, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash up next. On there, we have our Rogue One review that we just did last week, which was awesome. That ties into this very movie. It's super cool. All the Easter eggs that tie in. Um, and then we have Solo. We did The Terminator last month. We've been doing so many crazy things on our Patreon. Uh, upcoming in December, we're doing uh, Gremlins. For Christmas, we're doing a movie starring a former WCW, WWE World Heavyweight Champion in a Christmas horror movie. You can figure that one out. We're going to be reviewing that. Uh, we're going to be doing, because of TLC next month, Best Match Ever. We, we watched the best matches ever. We're going to argue what is the best TLC match ever. So start watching your TLC matches and uh, join our Patreon if you want to hear that show. Um, I feel like I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, that, that's enough. All the, the calendar's up on uh, patreon.com forward slash up next. We'll be back on Wednesday with another edition of Up Next where we'll be looking at NXT. Um, and our Mandalorian review. And our Mandalorian review will drop sometime next week. Yes, definitely. So many shows. Uh, follow the Up Next Twitter account at Up Next Podcast. You can follow myself, Brain Harrington, on Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray. D. And I am at Davy Portman. And also follow our YouTube page, uh, youtube.com forward slash up next. Yes, so we're going to get out of here. May the force be with you. Take care, goodbye, and be safe. McClunky! Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.